Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to The Ernest Man Show. Wherever you may be in this world. Just a quick message on how you can win a fabulous prize. After listening to an episode, simply go to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and go to the Discuss comment section below the episode. Leave a comment. That's it. It's that simple. Within a week, if a winner is chosen, you possibly could be a winner of a fabulous prize. Okay, well, it's it's not a car or a boat, but then again, you don't have to pay any taxes on it. So, what are you waiting for? You've got a good chance, and you can say anything you like. So, that's my message. Now, let's go to the show. Hello, folks. It's Friday, September the 23rd, 2002. And this is episode number 112. Donald Trump, the ever-present symbol of America's decline. I was going to do and I probably still will do um, the next program concerning taxes. And that's what was originally uh, intended. But this is, uh, this is like the 800-pound gorilla in the room. I haven't said anything much lately about Donald Trump, so... I decided to put my two cents worth in um, because, well, I can. So, uh, with that, Donald Trump, where does one, where do we start? First of all, ask yourself this. Aren't you absolutely fucking sick of hearing about him? Now, normally, you know, when we have an ex-president, they gracefully bow out, and they kind of fade out, and they do a little something here, a little something there, as was the case with previous presidents. But not Trump. No. Ever the showman, ever the narcissist. Um and endlessly talking about how he was uh, cheated out of the uh, the election previous election um it's 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 really funny to me because that ties in with uh, something else that I'm going to get to in a moment but his endless his endless tirades about how he was cheated out of the election is reminiscent of uh, Hitler's constant cries that uh, this was when he was trying to become chancellor. He was using the uh, democratic process to try to officially become what he later became 
um, because that's what he was forced to do. But um, the endless rhetoric was held. Germany had been stabbed in the back with the Treaty of Versailles. And there's a there is an irony to this. <laughs> what is actually an irony is that in real terms, it's um, the fact that he's he's crying foul and had cried foul and never stops crying foul about the uh, the previous election. When in reality, this pay, pales in comparison. Uh, to what the actual truth is. And the actual truth is that the outcome of the election had already been decided, and it was not by the vote of the American people. Now, I can't, I wouldn't at this moment anyway, uh, care to gander when that really took effect exactly in what election. But what I do know is this, this is the stark reality. Your popular vote does not determine who becomes president. It really never has, especially since the creation of that super duper mysterious organization and its members, the Electoral College. And they are super secret. And their members are super secret. Hey, so much for uh, openness, right? <laughs> so, yeah, in other words, it really doesn't matter. Again, this is just more dog and pony show diversion that uh, people on the left or people who are on the right can just grit their teeth and gnash and, and, and shout back and forth slogans and, and, and this so-called fact and this fact and another fact. And they can, er, you know, sometimes they go to blows over something that is utterly meaningless. Because if I could tap both of you guys on the shoulder, if we could break up this, this hate fest or whatever it is, I'm like telling both of you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter at all. The presidency has been determined even before the first votes are cast. Really. By that super that super secret cabal known as the electoral college we have not had uh what you would call anything really resembling a free and fair election i would i would say at least at least going back to the eisenhower administration which is kind of curious because actually, as far as certain policies were concerned, um, and a lot of that also had to do with our international policies, uh, a lot of things changed with the end of the Eisenhower administration. 
So, um, but yeah, this um, this cabal is who runs the show. Um, it's a very special click, and in real terms, despite what they say, and despite everything we learn in grade school that's drilled into us, and we still believe this, or, ex or are expected to believe this, our entire adult lives is a complete sham. It is a complete travesty of truth. It's bullshit. A group of people get together and they form the whole running of the show. Who's going to be the most popular? Who's going to be close? Who's going to be this? And who's going to be that? As a matter of fact, there have been several times in American history where um, the, uh, the person who was running the party ran, who won the popular vote but lost the Electoral College. Now, so there's that. So it's just the utter laughability of this of this showman this this hot air balloon this showman who's constantly screaming about being he was cheated and this that and the other that's that's all show because it's been determined from the beginning as i said before who is really going to be the next president now if you take that into account, then, as the old phrase says, this is much to do about nothing. But being the ever enterprising, entertaining loudmouth that he is, and he's continued to do this because he's allowed to. And then there was the big search, the big more drama the big thing of Mar-a-Lago and that search. And then they have to have a special uh, judiciary set up or people to examine the evidence. If you just look at it very broadly, it's a soap opera. It's daytime TV at its best. That's all it is. That's it. And that's because it's not democratic and, as I've said many times, you don't live in a democracy. You live in a plutocracy. Which means everything in real terms is run by and for the rich. That's it. Everything else is make-believe. It's like a governmental Truman show, you might say. Except in a, the sense that it's almost a Truman show in reverse because all of us, the regular working jerks, they're the Trumans. <laughs> the main thing out of all this, the main thrust, is to not only to get you to believe um, in this so-called democratic process, which has shown repeatedly that actually it's not democratic, 
but to get you to believe like we did when we were little school children in this whole, the whole voting thing and all of that. And as adults, as supposedly grown-up adults to keep you believing it. And this is through 24-hour media and that famous phrase, the one of all, the, the catchphrase, you hear it everywhere. And I mean everywhere. NPR, um, wherever. They, they talk in term newscasters. Yes, well, really, that's very interesting. So here I have, you know, uh, I have uh, Samuel Dipshit, who's a understudy of blah, 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 from the University of blah, 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 blah. Tell us, how exactly does this affect our democracy and he just promptly fills in the blanks and that's called having a conversation that is not actually a conversation i mean what if we were discussing for instance if we use the same format and if this didn't make you laugh i don't know what would suppose we were discussing i don't know pick something bigfoot or or unicorns Let's talk about unicorns and how they influence the White House and public policy. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's just babble, 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 babble. The the sad part of it all, besides what is going on just itself, is that a lot of the key players, especially the criminals on NPR, they were shut up many years ago. They shut them up many, many years ago. So that's why when you listen to them, if it sounds um, basically for the most part, just try it sometime. If, even, even if it's painful, even if you don't like it, but just try it. Try it two or three days in a row. Just try it. You know, listen to NPR on the radio or internet radio or whatever you have. Listen to that. And it basically sounds like a non-effectual, all-female, like a coffee clutch, what they used to call coffee clutch. Vast majority of it are, are while it's primarily held by women, usually, and they talk about just about anything, but anything that is real or meaningful. And then... If it is about something current and newsworthy, such as, let's say, I don't know, so something going on with the Department of Justice and Trump, this is handled with extreme kid gloves. And once again, all they do is talk about Tweedledum and Tweedle Twiddly D and Twiddly Dumb. Well, this person such and such and so and so with the Department of Justice or who represents the department, they feel that they're going to have to get a special investigative unit. Blah, 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 fucking blah. In other words, if anything were going to be done, whatever age you may be, you could be looking, look at your watch, you might be looking at retirement age before anything would happen and guess what not even then because it's designed that way it's designed 
to endlessly talk until you tire of it, and then it will fade out. That's what they do with everything. And then it just kind of, it just kind of fades away. And, and nobody remembers. Nobody gives a shit because they're too busy working. They're too busy trying not to be homeless and just to keep their jobs. At least that's what the majority of us are doing. So, yeah, it, in other words, all of it, ultimately, which is the intention, is to be meaningless. Meanwhile, <laughs> the people who uh, parrot this, this meaningless drivel, now they, for their silence and their cooperation, they're paid quite well, several hundred thousand some of them into the millions, depending on the big names on these networks, which includes NPR and, and all of them. So it's all the same. They've co-opted the plutocrats, the uber-rich. They have co-opted the whole game. As far as... Um, you know, as far as criminality is concerned, um, mobsters are great, the famous um, mobsters of the past, they couldn't even imagine, they, they, it would be inconceivable to them, the level of, of grift that has possessed the government. Because essentially... We don't have a government, really. Certainly not one by the people and for the people. That's a crock. You know, if you if you believe that shit, you're believing in magical thinking. You're thinking in a childlike manner. Because nothing, and I mean nothing or no one, is going to bring any real government, these people get together in their estates and they laugh. Just like that thing recently that uh, Ron DeSantis did with the uh, flying in some uh, migrant workers into Martha's Vineyard. And then again, there's a huge tussle and there's people on the left and the people on the right and you know, the, of course, because usually, typically, the Republicans, they're the guys with the with the black hats. Because they have to keep, for the last 40, 50 years, they have to keep the narrative simple for us simpletons to follow. So they're always evil and nefarious. And, you know, and so to the left, these, these, these poor, you know, undocumented people, and they flew them in as a, as, a, as a stunt, but it was a stunt at their expense. What cold heartlessness, blah, 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 blah. But it is meant just for that, is my bigger point. And unfortunately, it's those people, they're just caught in the middle. They're the ones suffering, and they're the ones, they're like human, you know, ping pong balls. They're caught in the middle. What the hell, what, what are they going to do? So, yeah, I mean, certain people like uh, DeSantis in Florida and, uh, you know, Abbott in Texas 
They do these things, and that's called stirring the pot. And of course, it's going to stir the pot. And then again, division, and then hatred, and then where this one is Republican, and this one's this. But it is meant. It is a show. It's a show. That's it. That's goddamn it. That's it. That's its purpose. Is just to keep you and mudslinging and angry at each other. When the fact is, neither one of them in real terms, for the most part. Now, if we're talking, I want to just preface this. If we're talking on a very politically local level, I mean, very local, perhaps, perhaps as high as, say, the, you know, the, the level of being a mayor, the memorial level. Now, maybe they can be to a certain point, a bit more genuine, certainly uh, city council people, depending on your town and, and so forth. They can be, they can still do that, but that's not national. That's not the big game. It's the big game that matters, and it's the big media, and it's the big hype about this show. But that's it. That's it. That is that is the big thing, and it's endless because, like a soap opera, it keeps you hanging on, for those of you who still give a damn, but it does, it keeps you on some level you know, even even if you're not even if you're not into politics, you can ignore it. But everybody will mention it to you. You know, they'll talk about it because, yes, it does affect you. But some people and I totally understand this. I get it. They're so damn sick of politics and, and this whole thing. They just want to go, oh, the hell with it. I don't go. I don't go one direction or the other. But here's the thing. While you're the proverbial, uh, you know, ostrich putting their head in the ground, that doesn't stop the world from going on around you and what the hell's happening. So I'm taking the third position. I'm saying, for instance, the big phrase, of course, saying, yeah, well, this person and so on forth, they... They think outside of the box. Well, my thing is, why the hell does it have to be a box? Why can't it be a circle? That's how I'm different. And that's what I'm asking you to think about this, just to even examine it a little bit and say, that someone out there, you know, think, say, you know, I think maybe this could make a little sense. Because as far as the things that matter, your job, your wages, your medical, your housing, schooling, things at the local level, and things directly tied to affecting your life. That shit doesn't matter. But the more they take up the airtime with meaningless bullshit and drivel, and you have Senator Asshole over here and Senator Dillweed over here, 
and they want to sit there for 45 days arguing with the glass that's in the middle is the damn thing half empty or half full. Well, you know, to the migrant worker, to the person stuck in the middle, to the mom that doesn't have enough food to feed her children because of the shit wages that she gets and she's working three jobs or the same thing for a guy or who the hell ever. And the list can go, of course, on and on and on if you're a worker. But just like TV programming, everything is about this, about keeping you glued to your your iPhone, your smartphone, or like a horse with blinders on to keep it plowing forward, which is the purpose of blinders, at least one of them. So there's no distractions. If they could, they would have you like in a in a some kind of damn chair or something strapped down right in front of a TV. You know, they'll bring you you'll bring you your potato chips or your your soda or pizza or whatever the hell it is, but you never leave that. And they'll take, you know, like toothpicks or some shit to keep your eyes open and to just put you in this perpetual haze and days of consumerism. So they have plenty of time for consumerism, plenty of time to talk about meaningless drivel, but zero time to actually fix or do things that society needs. That was how, unfortunately, but that was the situation in the 19, uh, the late 1920s and the early 1930s. This is how a dictator, this is how Hitler took control. Because the Weimar Republic, the last vestige of anything democratic, they couldn't do anything. They were stuck. Two things, two fists together. And nothing could get done. Meanwhile, you know, the economy was disintegrating and spiraling down the damn drain. People were getting poorer and poorer and more desperate. And because of their petty bourgeois squabbling, because of that, that damn their ancestry with the Habsburgs and and the, you know, the Germans, the, the uh, guys like <clears throat> Ludendorff and such with the damn pompous things walking around and people were starving. They they didn't, you know, but they didn't give a shit. They're playing their own game. And Hitler came in as a third rail and he said he declared from the beginning, almost from the beginning, I will give you work and I will give you bread. And that's all they wanted to hear. And I'm saying they're making in America the situation ripe for a, you know, a third rail person, even if they're hoping things, they're hoping things get so bad that even if this person is just an out and out dictator, they don't care the words from regular German citizens were all recorded. One of them was, or was very close to this, just a regular working citizen, some fellow. And he said, 
I would rather see the country in the grip of an iron-fisted dictator if it would mean we could actually do something and get some work and get some bread. And that's what they want. That is because that's where the country's headed. Because sooner or later, you know, the people are just, they're just fed up. And ironically, what I'm saying is, and they have every right to be fed up, but that is the plan. That is the plan. Because when the right demagogue comes around, this won't be, you know, like the the last the set of corporate-controlled numbskulls that we've had in the place and, you know, blowhard buffoons. It won't be that. It'll be a very serious and intelligent person. And I don't know if he quite fits the bill entirely, but that's why I'm saying to keep your eye out on the next election. Personally, I, I'm pretty damn sure Trump is finished, but again, I don't want to get into that idiotic argument over that idiotic man. As far as real contenders are concerned, I'm thinking someone, um, DeSantis, number one on the radar, because quite literally, he has, he's very smart. He is very smart. He knows people's frustrations. He knows what makes him tick. And, you know, there's this common misconception that, you know, Hitler was a buffoon and he just, it was just constantly hating the Jews and he was just a, a rabid combination of madman and moron. And to a certain extent, I believe that's true. But make no mistake whatsoever, he was also very smart and very cunning. He knew what to do and when to do it, at least before all the drugs that he was eventually taking years later, you know, after he became chancellor and whatnot. But yeah, he, he knew how to work a crowd. <laughs> I think, I don't think there's too many people in history that would doubt that. And that, you know, that's who I see in uh, DeSantis. I could be wrong, but that's what, you know, I'm saying now. But the very fact, for instance, consider this. You never stop hearing about something. I mean, you know, I just, la you know, it's laugh. I laugh, but it's, that's the key from crying. Okay. Because it's so fucking stupid. Everything about him, you know, what's next in, on a Wednesday, you know, some urgent report, um, important urgent news. Donald Trump stops at a restaurant and, you know, and takes a dump or something. Just it, anything, anything. And I am so sick of it because in the light of what really matters, Here's what's not being talked about. Here's yet another thing.
And you heard it here from me, from good old earnest man. The things that he has done, and I mean, it's a long, I'm not just talking shit with the presidency, I'm talking with Donald. It goes way back. The, the grift in New York, I mean, way back. He's a grifter from way back with his old man, who was also a grifter. And, um, yeah, he, um, the criminality is unbelievable. And put this in, put this in perspective. In most of the time, I'm talking about regular people, regular folks. Most of the time, the only time crimes are committed, crimes like when I say victimless crime, and that's really what it is, despite conservatives, oh, no, it affects the economy, no, horseshit. If you are, if you steal a coat because winter is coming, winter's there and you're, you know, you're cold and you steal a coat, they'll put you in jail. You go to Walmart, try to steal, they'll put you in jail or depending on the case, even they put you in prison. Now, I'm not justifying um, those, uh, you know, folks that did that whole insurgency thing that the thing with uh, the White House you know, and invading and, the, you know, I'm not defending that. But what I'm saying is to put this in some kind of rational perspective, okay? Uh, namely, you know, just because he's been so photographed and and I'm sorry, I can't remember the guy's name, but you'll know who I'm talking about, I'm sure. It was the uh, the young white guy with the, the horns, like the Viking horns on his head and, you know, is wearing like, I don't know, uh, he was wearing the sheep or whatever, the damn bear skins or whatever the hell he was wearing. Okay, so him and a bunch of others, but him, I'm just going to focus on him. Okay, he's in prison. He's in prison. He's currently in prison. I think he was sentenced for like seven years. Okay. He, though, to say this, they put him in prison for seven years years okay okay he didn't um he didn't uh, actually break anything and to my knowledge he didn't steal anything he didn't attempt to steal anything and there was he didn't commit any acts of violence while he was while all this was going on there was no acts of violence you know, he was just like blowing his stupid horn or whatever he was doing. Put his ass in prison and many others, but I'm just focusing on him for seven years. Pretty sure it was seven years. Considering if for an average regular person, this is what happens to you when you live in a plutocracy because you dare to threaten the status quo. He goes there for seven years. A person's cold. You know, they steal a code at Walmart or something. They either go, again, to jail or prison. And you get someone such as Donald Trump who rips off, 
I don't know how many millions of dollars, not billions, God only knows, and nothing. Essentially, nothing. Nothing. Think about that. And he's just the most public. Now, occasionally, you have other people, the other, like in the past, if you go way back in history, occasionally, okay, well, they hate it, but they, okay, well, I'm sorry, Bernie, but I'm sorry, yeah, but somebody's got to be the sacrificial lamb, so... You know, they did uh, catch, they did something with Bernie Madoff, who made off with a hell of a lot of people's money way back then. And he did go to the prison until he, well, eventually died there. But those are few and far between. Those just occasional, you know, fall guys here and there. But it pales in comparison to the criminality of all the others. And they see essentially nothing happen to them. So that's what I mean. That's, you know, and say, well, we live in a democracy. We're shit. Okay? Okay. Because these people, for the most part, unless unless they're really forced into a corner like rats. They don't rat out names and places and this, that, the other. I That's why to this day I, um, um, I believe in the whole you know, Jeffrey Epstein thing. He, he didn't commit suicide again. He did not commit suicide they got to him because, and again, I don't know how much proof there is. I don't want to go off. Don't accuse me. I don't want to go off into tinfoil hat land, okay? But, uh, yeah, if one, I think, has half a mind, they can kind of sort of connect the dots. They could have uh, possibly been able or willing, let's say, to drop quite a few names that might have been really inconvenient. I don't give a damn what side of the aisle you're on. But, you know, he did he did some pretty horrible things. And if certain people, you know, were doing them on his uh, Pleasure Island or whatever the hell it was called, if that was the case, that would be really inconvenient now, wouldn't it? But again, it's it's not, uh, you know, it's not, say, a Clinton thing or anything like that, because here's the deal. The deal is, is that you say, oh, yeah, the Pleasure Palace. And, uh, oh, he was definitely, if you're, you know, one of those kinds of people who are on the right and you could say, oh, yeah, the pleasure. Oh, yeah, you know the Clintons. He was deeply connected with blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? They was connected. If he was connected with those people, chances are probably connected with the Bushes, too. Or their ilk or someone. So the point is, you got all this stuff going on. Somebody's got to go. 
so that's what I mean. That's what I'm talking about. And then once again, then you turn it into daytime TV. But have you noticed? I mean, I know it was a few years ago, but even so, how it falls, falls off the radar. And that is what has been happening, what I've observed in my life for the last 30, 40 years. Wash, rinse, repeat. So the question comes with all of this. And you guys, I think, based on the mail that I get, I think that uh, there's a number of you that are rapidly figuring this out. There is a whole hell of a lot more going on as means of control and subjugation than the actual daytime, what's become uh, basically the six o'clock soap opera hour. Then if isn't that enough, well, we got the Putin and Ukraine thing. Anything but about being more integrated into our own homes, our own fences that make good neighbors and our own lives. You know, that's what I'm trying to get. It's anything to distract you constantly except for the direct needs that you have with your family and your life the things I already stated your job your pay job security your health insurance or lack thereof your wages and the benefits that are supposed to be for the citizens of a civilized society and your rights which are constantly slowly yet inevitably going away and that least until Monday, folks. That's it. It's Friday. You worked hard all week. So here's your song for the weekend. Rush. Working Man. See you Monday. Monday.